Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in this little live stream. And um, I know a lot of you guys are going to watch this when it's not live, but I want to welcome you and hope you're having a blessed day and just been spending some time in the Word this morning. And the Lord put the uh, story of the rich young ruler on my heart. You know, I had a, uh, a phone call recently with a woman. She's a remnant warrior, someone that follows us and uh, here in the ministry and just a precious woman of God. And she had been emailing me and she said, Pastor Todd, I'd really love for you to talk about, you know, people being hurt in the church. She says, I was a pastor's daughter and, you know, I've been hurt in the church. And, you know, I think she may maybe expected uh, for me to be defensive or, you know, for me to be upset with her and, and her sharing her grievances. But it was actually the opposite. I told her, you know, I my mother was a pastor and, uh, you know, my father was was with her in the ministry. They had a a little bit of a diff difficult time getting to where they are today. Uh, you know, some bumps along the way in the marriage. And I'm going to share some of that in, in my book that's going to be coming out of my testimony pretty soon here. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I've been working on it for a while. And it's, it's not easy to write a book about your journey, especially when you've had just a pretty crazy journey, which I'm sure many of you have had as well. Uh, you know, you, you start seeing things on paper and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is this is kind of hard to share. Uh, but, you know, the girl that called me, she was a pastor's daughter and she'd seen a lot of brokenness, a lot of hurt in the church. And I'll tell you, you know, whenever I talk about this subject matter over the years, there's a lot of people that chime in. In fact, there's a lot of people that uh, I spend a lot of time ministering to uh, that have been hurt, hurt by pastors, hurt by people in ministry. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that really grieves my heart. I'm, you know, I, I do a lot of repenting, uh, not only for things that maybe I did to hurt somebody at some point, hopefully not, uh, but, but mainly for people that, you know, have been hurt by other pastors and other churches. Um, and, you know, I, I call it eating humble pie. You know, as, as Christians, sometimes we got to eat humble pie. And even if we don't think we did something wrong, you know, if it hurts somebody else, you know, sometimes it's helpful to just eat humble pie and repent to them because it helps them, uh, you know, especially if you've hurt them and, or, or somebody else has hurt them because this is a, a tool that the enemy uses to keep people out of church and out of fellowship, you know, and, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to be uh, alone in solitude or not connected to the greater body. He wants, you know, us to, to be, to stay in that, in that place of hurt, right? Hurt, hurt from the church. And so I, I want to repent to you right now, if you've been hurt, by somebody in the church, if you've been hurt by a pastor or a leader. And I want to share this with you, and then I'm going to, I'm going to read the, the story here of the rich young ruler, which you say, well, how does that have any connection to what you're saying? But I think it's all going to kind of come together because, see, this season that we're in right now, the Lord is doing a, a house cleaning, if you will. I've said many times, you know, I really believe this season is, is about the church. You know, the Lord loves the church. He loves the bride. He's coming back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And uh, the, the church had really gotten off course. You know, we got into a lot of stuff that wasn't of the Lord, you know. Um, and, and I think many of you can attest to that, you know, as we, we talk often. And many of you say, I can't even find a remnant church where I live or it's so hard. Or I don't understand why the pastors aren't speaking about these matters that are so critical uh, in this hour. And so many of you share this with me. And it's, it's definitely a grievance that many people have. And I share that concern is I don't understand why. More pastors are not speaking out. Uh, you know, it's harder for those that are uh, because we're a smaller group. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that on the Zoom call tonight. But, you know, many people are like, you know, I wish more pastors would speak out. I wish more people would talk about these very 
critical issues in our society and in the greater body of Christ. And one of them is, is, is the fact that many people are hurt by things that have happened in the body. And, and so we have to address these things. And, um, you know, even if we don't feel we've done anything wrong, you know, if you're a pastor, you're a leader, and you say, I haven't done anything wrong. Well, that's, we're going we're gonna to get into that in a minute with the, the story of the rich young ruler. But I just want to share this with you. And that's what I shared with the woman that, that I spoke to about this. I said, well, you know, you, she, she was really surprised that I said I had been hurt in the church. You know, I had, I've worked in my earlier days at a mega church. I saw things that, you know, were kind of uh, egregious to me, things that I was kind of surprised in the inner workings of that organization. And, you know, they were good people and uh, they meant well, but there were some things that I saw that I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. This is happening at a church. You, don't, you know, especially when you're a new believer and, and you come into, the, you know, into working at a church. I was a newer believer at the time. I had just enrolled in the college and seminary, and you know, I, I thought everything was going to be great. I mean, I'd come from the world, and I'm thinking in the church, and everybody's going to be praying, and it's going to just be a blessing. And you know, I started working there, and I started seeing a bunch of fleshly things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Now, this is where I had this amazing uh, word from the Lord at this particular time. In, in my faith journey, and this, this really helped me, uh, and it would help me for many years to come, and it still helps me today. And what the Lord said to me, he said, you know, Todd, uh, these people are just human. They're just human. And so even though, uh, you know, they may be in a position of, of, of authority, uh, they make mistakes. And so if you, uh, you know, you measure your walk with, you know, what these leaders do, and if they hurt you, you walk away well, that's only going to hurt you, you know, because they're human and, and people fall and people let you down. And I'm the only one, the Lord saying this to me, I'm the only one that won't let you down. Now, the, now the good news is there are people uh, that will be amazing mentors and Christians and, and, and they won't let you down. And I have a lot of those people in my life, people that have, you know, been in this journey for 20 years with me, you know, and thank God they haven't fallen or they haven't let me down. They've been solid and they remain solid. And so there are uh, definitely people that are solid Christians and believers and mentors and uh, elders and people that we can trust. But there are also people that succumb to the flesh at times, or maybe they absolutely fall. And that's devastating. It's devastating. I've been, uh, you know, called in uh, to help a few times when uh, a pastor fell and the congregation was just absolutely uh, in shambles. You know, they were so hurt, they couldn't believe what had happened. Uh, you know, and that, that's one of the worst uh, situations to have to walk into as a, as a pastor is when a congregation has just been hurt by somebody who's fallen into sin. And, you know, that's why the Bible even says that leaders are held to a higher standard. So we have to think about that, you know, and if, if you're a leader, or you're a pastor, you know, you got to understand you're going to be held to a higher standard. So, you know, we have to know the word. We got to spend time in the secret place. We have to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and discernment. But here's how I was able to overcome in my personal walk, when, when people, the first time I remember when I got hurt in the church and somebody hurt me and the Lord just said to me, look, you, 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 this is between you and I. He said, this is a personal relationship between you and I, and people are going to let you down. And so Todd, you need to make a decision right now. Are you serving me or are you serving man? Are you going to develop a personal relationship with me? Or are you going to you know, you're going to follow man and then are you going to walk away? Because the, the bottom line is, wh what are our options? Our options are to serve the Lord and to spend eternity ruling and reigning with him, walk in the streets of gold, you know, beautiful, amazing future that we have as Christians, or 
to say, you know what, because this pastor hurt me or this minister hurt me or they did something stupid or they fell or they, you know, they caved or they went into sin, you know, I'm going to walk away from the Lord. Well, if you do that, are you really hurting the person that fell? No, you're not hurting the person that fell. Guess who you're hurting? You're hurting yourself because what happens? Well, then, you know, you, you also have the same fate. You know, if you're not serving the Lord, you're serving man, you're serving the enemy and, uh, and that'll be your future unless you repent and turn from it. So, God just, you know, he, he just showed me, he said, look, you, you know, this is between you and I. And if you walk this journey out and you want to do this until the day that you die, so that when you die, you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant, you need to finish well and you need to sustain and you need to do this for all the days of your life, not just some. And man, man is going to let you down. Woman is going to let you down. I mean, people, people are going to let you down. Okay, along your journey, there are going to be people that you looked up to and people that you thought were good people, and all of a sudden, they let you down. And, and you may be shocked, and it may rock you. But if you are planted on the solid rock, if, you're plant, if your relationship is with Christ, with Jesus the Christ, and not about pleasing man or the things of this world or the, the, you know, all the different resources and riches and wealth of this world. If you're concerned about the things of heaven, if you're concerned about your eternity, you're going to be okay. If you, if you allow the, the things of this world and what somebody else did to, to rock you to the point where you walk away from the Lord, you're only hurting yourself. And that's what the enemy wants. So the Lord just, he, early on, he showed me this as I worked at that mega church. And, you know, again, it was good people, you know, not bad people. Uh, ultimately, they were good people. Ultimately, you know, most of them love the Lord. But I saw things that, you know, I was a new believer and I, you know, I could have walked away from what I saw because there was some people being really bad witnesses, you know, really bad testimony to me as a young believer. And I, I couldn't believe what I saw. But that was when I had that encounter with the Lord where he said, Todd, you're going to have this along your journey. And boy, have I ever. And so if you've been hurt in the church by a pastor, by a minister, if somebody fell or you saw somebody do something of the flesh or do something stupid, maybe it was big, maybe it was little, but it, it, you remember it because man tends to remember. God will forget if you repent. He'll throw it in the, in the sea of forgetfulness. If you repent, you walk away. But man won't always forgive you. You got to remember that. So if you fall or if you do something foolish, you know, God will forgive you if you repent, as long as it's not the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is the unforgivable sin. But uh, other than that, he'll forgive you. But there's consequences. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin are death. You know, people that I've seen that have been in big ministry positions that have fallen over the years, you know, they, they may still have a relationship with the Lord. They, you know, a lot of these people have continued to walk out their faith journey, and I believe they're saved. They just had a big fall. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, when somebody has a big fall, there's repercussions. There's, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, especially in today's world with social media and the mainstream corporate media that are looking to get pastors and attack. You know, there's all these vipers out there that are looking to just accuse. There's people that are accusing even when you haven't fallen, even when you haven't done anything. They're still accusing you. I get that a lot, you know, where people try to make up stuff. And so we're, we're not only dealing with accusation. But if somebody actually does fall, then you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of that sin, even though God will forgive you. But, but here's the, the thing that we have to understand as Christians is, is that even if somebody in our orbit or somebody that we looked up to falls, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We can't let that be a, a determining factor for us to walk away because then it's our soul that's at stake. Then, then you know, it doesn't matter what they did. It matters what you do. So if you, if you choose to say, well, this pastor fell, so I'm going to fall, or this person let me down, so I'm going to fall, 
Well, guess what? That's your soul that's on the line. You see what I'm saying? So we got to make that distinction. And if you, if you make this distinction right now, today, in your walk, and you say, you know what? I'm not going to fall no matter what happens around me. I'm not going to give up on my faith journey. I'm going to keep pressing ahead uh, you know, until the very end. I'm going to finish well. Well, then you're set up for success. Then you're, you're set up for success and God's favor and anointing and blessing is going to be on your life. If you, if you are, if you're allowed the things of this world to, to rock your boat, you know, remember when, when Jesus had to calm the storm and, and then, you know, the disciples were all freaked out because of the, you know, the, the boat was rocking. He was sleeping. You know, he doesn't, he's not worried about the situation right now in our world. God knows what's going on, but he's like, I'm the King. I'm, I'm the one who sits on the throne of glory, all things, heaven and earth you know, belong to me, you know, so he's not worried about, you know, even though we think it's calamity right now, which it is, it's crazy, it's crazy stuff that's going on, you know, God, God can calm that storm like that, and just like he did with the disciples, you know, and he, he's calling us to walk on the water, he's calling us to be set apart, he's calling us to understand who he is and who we are, this is a, I'm telling you, this season right now, it's becoming more and more clear to me this is about the church because we needed to be rocked. We needed to be prepared. We needed to go through that storm because if we didn't go through the storm, we would have stayed in that place of apathy and complacency and we would have just continued on on the same track. Could you imagine if Donald Trump would have just got, would have got a second term, okay? And then, and then what would have happened? Let's just think about this, right? I mean, and I still believe that the Lord is moving in that situation. I still believe there's, there, we're gonna see, I think there's a comma, I don't know how it's going to end. I'm not trying to prophesy it right now, but I, I still believe there's a comma in that situation. But what I think this is that we're seeing right now is God is, is honestly giving us mercy and grace as the ecclesia, as the body of Christ to understand that, you know what? He has the power to calm the wind and the sea. You know, he's in the boat with us. We don't need to fear. He's not giving us the spirit of fear. He wants us to understand who we are. And we can't be rocked by the things of this world. We can't be rocked by what's happening on the mainstream corporate media, who I like to call the modern-day prophets of Baal. We can't be rocked by their headline. We can't be rocked by the, 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 the things that we're watching and we're seeing in our world. We can be active. We can be pushing back. We can be standing. We can be praying. We can be interceding. We can be contending. We can be fasting. We're doing these things. We're doing the things that the Word of God tells us to do because that's what we do. This is how we fight our battles, right? The battle belongs to the Lord, but we have to, we have to take our position. We have to stand. That's what uh, the Bible instructs us to do, and we've been reading through that. But we also have to be like that tree that's planted by the water. So I'm going to read something here, uh, very, very important, okay? Uh, it's the story of the rich young ruler. And, and, and thank you for, for, for going with me on this journey today, because I think this is a word that the Lord wants to speak to us right now. Very, very important. So if you, if you can hang for a few minutes I know it's a little bit long, but you know, I think if you can hang for a few minutes, I think it's going to help you. So we're going to read out of Mark, although this is in uh, several of the Gospels. We're going to read it from Mark, and we're going to read 10, 17 through 27. Mark 10, 17 through 27. I'm going to tell you how this actually is how we understand what God wants of us, okay? So reading from verse 17, it says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher... Who shall I, um, what shall I do so that I may inherit eternal life? Well, do, you, do you want eternal life? I want eternal life. So, you know, he wanted, this, this rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, how can I get eternal, eternal life? So in verse 18, but Jesus said to him, uh, you know, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Well, he's not, he's not uh, saying there, Jesus isn't saying, well, I'm not God. He's making a point. He's making a point here. 
He says, you know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, you know, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. You know, he gave a couple of the, uh, of the commandments there. And Jesus said to him, teacher, uh, I'm sorry. And he said to him, uh, meaning the man was saying to Jesus, teacher, I've kept all of these, you know, things, you know, so he's, in other words, saying, look, I'm good. You know, all those things you said, I haven't stolen, I haven't given, you know, false witness, I haven't committed adultery. This man was pretty confident. You know, he said, teacher, I've kept all those things from my youth, in fact. I've done it my whole life. And looking at him, in in verse 21, Jesus showed uh, love to him. He said it in compassion. He said, one thing you lack. He said, go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But the man was deeply dismayed by these words, and he went away. He actually turned his back, went away grieving, for he was uh, one who owned much property. So this man was very wealthy, this rich young ruler. Uh, I think he was a Jewish leader, personally, uh, just by uh, the way that this, this whole thing is, is kind of put out. I think he was a rich Jewish ruler, and he was coming to Jesus and asking him you know, what he can do. And so if you're rich, you're used to buying things. You're used to purchasing things. You're used to being able to buy your way. I know a lot of people that are wealthy and, and they're used to buying their way into things. They, they, in fact, I see this often where the wealthy people think, you know, I can buy my way into this social group or I can buy my way into prominence or I can buy my way into having a platform. So, you know, they feel like if they have a lot of money, they can, they can purchase these things. But Christ is like, that's not how my kingdom works. That's not how it works. So, you know, this man thought that he could ascertain, that he could, you know, through, through riches, through the things of this world, that he could ascertain salvation. Now, God wasn't changing what he had said in his word earlier. He wasn't changing the word or he wasn't denying that he was God. He was really making a point saying, look, dude, you're trying to be perfect. You're never going to attain perfection. He's like, but if you really want to be perfect, here's what you can do. Go and sell everything you own. Okay. Think about this, right? This is good. Continuing on in, in verse 23, and I'm going to make a big point here. Jesus, uh, and Jesus looking around said to his disciples, so this is after the man turns his back and walks away, kind of depressed, like, wow, I can't buy my way into the kingdom here. You know, and, and Jesus is telling me to sell all my stuff. But Jesus was making a point. Okay, he was making a point. So uh, Jesus looking around, he said to the disciples, how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus responded again and said to them, children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And, and they were even more astonished and said to him, well, then who can be saved? And looking at them, Jesus said, with people, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible for God. Amen. So th- this is a very interesting chapter here. And it's just interesting. You know, I kind of just go by what the Lord puts on my heart. I was praying this morning. I said, Lord, what do you want me to speak to the, to the body? And what, you know, what word would you have us to look into today? Because this has nothing to do with me. This is about the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I just want to ask the Lord, what do you, what do you say, Lord? What do you want me to say today? Because I could say many things about the world and many things about what's going on. But see, what, what, what Jesus was saying here, in other words, is like, you know, yes, keep my commandments. Do, do the best that you can. But even in the, doing the best that you can, you're never going to be able to achieve what was achieved, you know, when Jesus was on the cross, when he died and, and connected us back to a holy God. In other words, you know, we can keep the commandments, but there's always going to be something more that we could do. If that was the way, we're not saved by works, we're saved by grace. Now, without, uh, you know, without uh, faith, faith without works is dead. So in other words, we got to show that, yeah, you know, we're, we're showing fruit in our life. 
We're showing fruit in our life by things that we're doing. We're showing fruit in our life by how we respond, how we react, how we show the love and keep the commandments and love our neighbor and love, love Christ, the greatest commandment, right? And so he's not saying that don't do those things, but he's just saying, look, if you think that you're going to, you know, you're going to attain perfection, you're not. You're not going to attain perfection. But with, with God, all things are possible, meaning that th- through his blood and through what happened on the cross, we were able to uh, attain the perfection only through him by grace, right? We're saved by grace. So this is very important, okay? Now, I'm going to go back now. Well, what in the world? You know, it sounds like you're talking two different videos here, two different videos. At first, you started talking about the church and being hurt in the church, and now you're talking about the rich and young ruler. Which one is it, Pastor Todd? Well, actually, it's both. It's both. And see, I want, I want you to be able to make this connection here because the Lord really showed me this this morning. Is, you know, we're looking at things, and I think, you know, this season where God is really teaching the body, and, and he, there's people, there's a separation that's going on from the wheat and the chaff. There's a separation, the sheep and the sheep, the sheep and the goats. God is separating right now. Why? Because he's getting his bride ready for, for when he comes back. Now, we don't know when he's going to come back. It could be 10 years. It could be 20 years. It could be tomorrow. No one knows the day or the hour, but the thing is he's getting us prepared as we're in this very interesting season in our world. There's, there's a transition that's happening in our world. There's a shaking that's happening in the body of Christ, and God wants to right set the wrong. He wants us to understand what he desires, and what he's saying is, look, keep, keep the commandments, okay? Live in a righteous manner. Be ye holy, for I am holy. But even in doing all those things, you're never going to attain perfection. Okay, you're never going to attain perfection, but your heart's got to be in the right place. Okay, your heart's got to be in the right place. And I want to I want to make this point because we're looking a lot of times for for our leaders, for pastors, you know, to be perfect. Or even for other Christians, we're looking and we're saying, "Ah, oh, look at them. Look at them. They're not a good Christian." Look at Well, God's saying, "Well, look, you know, he who without who he who is without sin, you know, cast the first stone. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." But what he wants for us is he wants us to desire righteousness, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, and not to be, you know, shaken by the things that are going on in our world, not to be shaken by what's happening in the church. We are developing a personal relationship, hopefully for many years, for many of you. But some of you may may be newer believers, and that's great. You know, nothing wrong with being a new believer. In fact, I've seen some new believers uh, be more on fire for God than some people that have been in the Lord for like 20, 30 years. So, you know, don't despise your, your, your youngness in Christ, okay? But the thing is, it's all about our heart. It's all about what we, what we want to achieve. Do we want to achieve uh, to please the Lord or we want to please man? Do we want to store up riches on this earth or do we want to store up treasures in heaven? Okay, are we going to be swayed by the things that happen in this world? Or are we going to walk ahead in victory knowing that we are not of this world? We're, we're citizens of heaven. So we're not going to be rocked by what's going on. Listen, I'm fighting out there. You guys know this. Every single day, I'm fighting. I'm standing. I'm fighting against all these crazy things that are happening. We're helping equip people and give them the resources. We're fighting certain battles and and multiple fronts, some of them even in the court system. Okay, there's many different things that are going on right now. So I'm not saying that I'm not out there. But ultimately, my citizenship is in heaven. Ultimately, I'm not going to be swayed if one of my mentors tomorrow, I'd be upset. I have a couple of mentors and people that I trust. If they fall, like if one of them fell tomorrow, I'd be sad. I'd be like, man, that's, that's horrible. That's an awful thing. I'd be praying for them if they came to me and they needed prayer and they, you know, they were being rejected by people. I wouldn't want to show them love and help restore them. You know, that's, that's all, you know, in showing love, right? 
of the Father to these people. But if one of my mentors were to fall tomorrow, you better believe that Pastor Todd is going to continue to serve the Lord. Okay, because I don't, it's not about my mentors. It's not about the pastors in my life. I love these people. I think they're awesome people. But ultimately, it's about a relationship that I have with God. It's a personal relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this rich young ruler, he thought that he could come and buy his way. He thought there would be something that he could do because he had in this world prominence and he had possessions. But see, the things of this world are going to be passing away. And so where do we store our treasures? You know, we don't store none of those things we're going to be able to take with us to eternity. And I'm just going to say something here, too. And, you know, for many years, guys, I was I was not a good tither. Okay, I, I, I fought tithing because I thought, ah, these people, they're going to spend it in, in a way that, you know, it's, it's, you know, look at them. They're driving around their nice, nice car, nice clothes. I don't want to give to these people. You know what I'm saying? And so I made, I made excuses about tithing. Well, I didn't understand the, the principle. The principle was like, you know, the Lord says, trust me in this. In other words, when I release my tithe and offering, you know, that, that's it. Every, you know, I don't have to worry about how they're spending it. Ultimately, they're going to, they're going to have to be accountable to the Lord for that. But I'm sowing into my own life. I'm giving the Lord back what's his. You see what I'm saying? And in doing that, he's blessing me. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So there's principles in the Lord. There's principles. And while, while many people in the body of Christ have let us down, and there's definitely a shaking that's going on. It's, it's amazing. There's a purging. There's a shaking. People are losing their ministries. I'm seeing church people losing ministries. I mean, and then there's new ministries that are popping up and people that the Lord is raising up in this hour. It's, it's unlike probably what any of us have ever seen in our lifetime. The Lord is raising certain people up. He's kept certain remnant people hidden for a time as this. Some people have been hidden away and been, and now the Lord is raising you up or is giving you vision and all of a sudden it's go time. And for like 20 or 30 years, you know, you felt like the Lord had forgotten about you and all of a sudden the Lord's giving you great strategy and vision and boom, it's like, this is your season. And then there's other people, you know, that we're watching that have had major ministries and all of a sudden they're losing credibility. People are leaving their church in the droves because they're not standing. And, and so this is a shaking. And, and, this, and this, is, this is important because we have to be planted on the solid rock, okay? We have to be like the tree that's planted by the water. We can't sway just because, you know, oh my gosh, Donald Trump didn't get back in, you know, or, or not yet, or who knows what's going to happen, or oh my gosh, this, this prophetic word didn't come to pass, that's it, I'm not going to serve the Lord. No, <laughs> no. Listen, if there's a prophet that gave a word and it wasn't from the Lord, he's going to have to deal with the Lord on that. Okay, but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that God is real. That doesn't change the fact that God sits on the throne. That doesn't change the fact that the word of God is truth. It just it just means that whatever happened in that city, maybe it didn't come to pass yet. Some prophetic words don't happen for 10 years, five years. Who knows? It's all God's timing. So we'll we'll see. You know, the Bible says test the spirits, and, and there will be some people that'll probably have to repent. And there will be some things that have happened that people probably you're going to have to, you know, be accountable to and for, for their actions, the things they've done and said. But listen, you keep your eye on the, on the prize. Keep your eye on the, on, the, on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. If you do that, and, and, you know, it's good to listen to good pastors and teachers and, you know, there's some great people out there that are saying some amazing things and edifying the body and encouraging the body and teaching the body. And like I said, God is raising up a rising remnant in this hour. I believe it's amazing what's happening, this rising remnant that's connecting all around the world. We're so encouraged to see what's happening, where the Lord is connecting his remnant people. 
for a time as this. We're actually going to have a Zoom call tonight. Maybe about 100 people or so are going to come on the Zoom call. You're welcome to come on. And we're just going to share things, you know, what God's doing, things that I can't maybe say on social media, certain things, and, and just have a conversation. You know, I think it's going to be good. Uh, but, you know, we can't, we can't be discouraged just because things aren't going our way, or we can't be discouraged, or we can't walk away from the Lord just because one person fell and one person let us down. Because God breaks it down in this story here. Look, you know, keep the commandments, you know, do what, do, do what you can. But listen, this guy thought, this rich young ruler thought he had, he had all figured out. He, you know, hey, I did every, I've, I've kept the commandments. You know, what can I do, you know? And God's like, look, there's nothing you can do other than understand the principles of the Lord. That, you know, you have to understand the way this works, buddy. You know, and, and so he said, look, if you want to uh, obtain perfection, you know, give up the idols. Give up, you know, you've made your, your wealth an, an idol in your life. Give it up. Give it to the poor. Well, think about that. Each of us probably has something in our life where we made it an idol. Some, some people have made pastors an idol. Some people have made the church an idol. Some people have made, you know, sports an idol, money an idol, your job. Listen, a lot of you guys are being asked right now, you know, to either uh, take the jab or you're going to lose your job. Well, is that an idol? You know, do we need to say, you know, I'm willing to lay down my job because I'm going to stand for the principle that you've told me. I'm going to stand on what you've told me and your Holy Spirit's told me. And I'm going to believe, Lord, that you're going to come through and I'm going to come off better on the other side of this, but I'm going to stand by what you've told me. Now, th this, is a, this is a really crazy time. We're, we're, being at, we're being, listen, the teacher is always quiet during the test. God has already given us the truth of his word, but he wants us to go deeper. He wants us to have revelation. He wants us to have divine revelation, divine strategy. And we are being tested and we're being tried. Some of us are going through the refiner's fire right now. But remember, there's another one in the fire. And, and if you stand and if you continue to press ahead, the Lord is going to be with you. What? Even until the end of the age. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. His promise is yes and amen, hope in a future. So listen. I could easily go through every single news story every single day and we could sit here and, you know, and we do that sometimes. That's okay because we look at these things through a biblical lens. But ultimately, we're not going to be rocked. We're not going to be swayed. If somebody falls, God bless them. We'll pray for them to be restored. We'll pray for them to repent. If somebody's hurt you in the church, if you've seen something awful that's happened, you know, pray, pray, the, pray that the Lord uh, reveals it. You know, what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. Haven't we been talking about that? Listen, I'm going to tell you guys, if somebody does something stupid or they fall or they do something very, very bad, I would say almost all the time it comes out because eventually it comes out, okay? And eventually, you know, God has the last say and they will stand before the throne and they will have to deal with their actions. So don't sit here. The Bible says, he is my defense. He is my defense, right? I shall not be moved. He is my defense. So God is, is going to defend us. He's gonna, he, is the, he is the author and the finisher of our story. He orders our steps. He guides our path. He takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will he take care of you and I, right? So I just, you know, I wanted to share this with you today, and I hope that you, you see the correlation. I hope it makes sense to you. Uh, but to me, I think it was a good thing. The Lord is, is doing a cleaning, a cleansing, uh, you know, a molding, a shaping, you know, he is the potter, we're the clay. He's shaping us, he's molding us. He's showing us things that we've made idols that we need to root out. He's right-setting things. He's taking away the leaven and, and the compromise and the things that have uh, hindered the body of Christ. And I believe he's preparing us to move in such a way in a great outpouring 
a great outpouring of his Holy Spirit. And we're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. And so don't lose hope. Don't lose focus. Just get up every day and ask the Lord, what can I do today? How can I be about your business today? And don't be swayed if somebody in your life that's a pastor, a minister, a leader in the church or whatnot has let you down. Because you know what? This is a personal relationship. It's a personal journey. We're on our personal faith journey. And God is with us. Okay, now we're going to find some great people like you and I and many of this remnant community, just some amazing people that love the Lord. So you're going to find some great people along your journey. But, but you know, there's going to be the people that let you down. Just don't, don't worry about those people. Pray for them and keep pressing ahead. Okay, and that's going to set you up for ultimate success. There's a lot of pastors and a lot of people out there that want you to think they're the end-all, be-all, you know, or maybe it's just our propensity as a human being to idolize them, put them on a pedestal. Don't put them on a pedestal. They're just men. Now, there are five-fold ministry giftings, and that's important, and I believe there's order, and there has to be order, and so the Lord does ordain leaders and set up people to be in certain positions and anoint them with those giftings, so it's not that we mock them or we don't have reverence for them or we, you know, or we don't serve them. I, I think there's, you know, the church is set up a certain way in order that we all have, uh, you know, we're, we're all set up for success. So there are offices, you know, pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher, you know, there are offices, okay, fivefold ministry giftings, um, you know, apostle. But the thing is, ultimately, though, it's us and God, right? It's, it's, it's important to be accountable. Very, very important to have leaders and mentors and elders. It's important to be accountable. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, no one is going to hold me up other than me, me pushing ahead and trusting in the Holy Spirit. If I, if I decide tonight or today, look, I have a Zoom call with a bunch of remnant people that are going to be coming on tonight. If I decide, you know what, I'm not going to take that call. Instead, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out to a bar and I'm going to get wasted. And then I'm going to go downtown and, you know, I'm going to party. If I decided that, that's my free will. I could do that today. I could do that. Think about that. I could do that. I could go, you know, find some really sinful place to go to. But who's that going to hurt? It's going to hurt me. It's going to, it's going to create a problem in my life. Okay, so I'm going to choose not to do those things because out of wisdom, I'm going to instead say, you know what? I want to be set up for success. I want my family to have favor. I want my family to have blessing. I know the Lord is with me. And so I'm going to do what's right before the Lord. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. God bless them if they're remnant people and God bless them if they have a heart to serve the Lord and God bless them if they're going to keep, you know, walking with us. Great. But I've had a lot of people let me down over the years. People that I thought were friends that backstabbed me. I've had a lot of people. Listen, somebody needs to hear this right now. I've had a lot of people who I looked up to let me down. But I made a decision a long time ago and I think each and every one of us, and I'm no better than you. I'm no better than you, but each one of us have to make this decision in our walk where we got to say, no matter what happens around us, I will stand. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And if you make that decision, you are set up for ultimate success and for eternal success. And that's what I want to tell you today, because it's not about Todd, it's about God. You know, ultimately they could cut this feed at some point. And I may never, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully, we're going to be able to walk together for years. I mean, like I always tell you, I'm, I'm in this for the long-term relationship, not the short-term. That's why I don't give you a bunch of hopium and a bunch of fake news and a bunch of stuff to get clicks and followers and likes. I won't do that because I, I have a principle. I want to stand on the truth. I don't want to be for the short-term. So we're going to be do the, doing this together, hopefully. But the truth is, is if they cut the power tomorrow or for or there's some reason where all of a sudden we never talked again, if you can just keep this one principle, you're going to be set up for success. No matter what happens around you, 
Make the decision to serve the Lord no matter what. Make the decision to serve the Lord no matter what. There's no, no pulling the escape. You know what I'm saying? Some people want to pull the escape. Don't pull the escape, okay? Don't, don't pull the parachute, you know, bail out. Because where are you bailing to? You're bailing to hell is where you're bailing to. You've got to stay. You've got to finish well. You want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. You do not want to hear the Lord say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that, that lasted, that sustained. And in order to do that, you can't be swayed by the things of this world or the people that let you down. Does that make sense? All right. Hopefully somebody got something out of this today. I love you guys. I bless you. This was really heavy on my heart today. I hope it makes sense to you. Um, God is doing something. He's doing something powerful. He's doing something new. He's doing something fresh. He's, he's preparing his bride. He's preparing his bride. Okay. He comes back for a, a church without spot nor wrinkle. Does that, does that mean we're perfect? No. No, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It means that we hunger and thirst for righteousness. It means that we keep our eye on the prize. Eternal life, serving Jesus with all of our heart. Amen? With all of our heart. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you today before we go. I, I just really feel led to pray, pray for you right now. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for each and every person that's listening to this broadcast, whether they're listening live or they're listening later. But I really feel this important message today. We will not be swayed. Many of us have been hurt in the church. I've been hurt in the church, Lord. I've seen some awful things. I've seen people do the stupidest things, the dumbest things, Lord. And God bless those people. But Lord, you told me a long time ago, this is between you and I. It's a personal relationship. And so I pray that each and every person listening would, would have that encounter today. This is a personal relationship. It's a long-term relationship. It's a forever relationship. And that we will not be swayed by the things of this world. We will not be conformed to the things of this world. We will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Empower each and every person listening right now. Lord, I pray, empower each and every person listening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let them go deeper in you. Let me go deeper in you, Lord. We love you. We hunger and thirst for righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you guys, share this if, uh, if you feel led. Uh, they're definitely doing something weird with our feed. We had, we had all these people tune in the other day, and all of a sudden the feed just went way down. It was like, you know, I don't even know what they're doing. Some people say they try to like this page and they can't like it. Just weird stuff. But you know what? The enemy is not going to stop the truth from getting out there. Okay, I know many people are listening, and I know that the Lord is doing something powerful. And this is not about me. This is not about a name. It's not about a ministry. This is about the Lord. God is connecting this remnant army I believe for a time is this. And uh, it's exciting what he's doing. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tonight on the Zoom call. If you want information, it's right here on this page. Just go down and you'll see the Zoom call. It's got the Zoom information, the link, everything's there. Hope to see you then. God bless you guys.